Welcome to the Optimal Human Podcast, where we talk about everything fitness and myths and setting it straight and teaching you guys how to make the best out of your life and to becoming the most optimal human you can be. I'm Coach P. And I'm Coach K. And guess what? Today, we actually have our first guest. We have a guest today. Guest. Someone actually wanted to fucking come on this show. And uh, <laughs> we, we bribed him with uh, a mediocre steak from Walmart and a blow pop. But he's here <laughs> and he's somewhat excited um Watch, tell us about him coach k all right so this guy's <laughs> name is uh sean pruce so sean pruce is actually a, a, another instructor a lead faculty here at uh, the brian university that we teach at and that's it no um <laughs> <laughs> he's not very impressive no he uh he's actually very impressive he's been a certified personal trainer since 2001 right? this is before they had certifications wow um He's been a college teacher since 2013. Damn. Oh, my God. I uh, know he's got his master's in exercise science. He's a doctoral candidate. Um, <clears throat> and he's also an author. He's an author of The Heart Healthy Lifestyle. Heart Healthy Lifestyle, which is a, a book about being healthy with your heart. And it's a lifestyle. And if there's anyone we could have on our <laughs> podcast for this topic today, talking about um, productivity. It would be Sean Pruce. It would be Sean Pruce, because not only has he been exemplary in showcasing his own exemplary. habits, but also helping us as well it's in the office. not a word I'd use to describe him. <laughs> not only has he been moderately okay. Uh, <laughs> no, continue, continue. But he does an awesome job, and he's helped all of us grow throughout our time at Brown University. Uh, yeah, so I- I'm excited to have Sean on, on the show. He's going to be on the show multiple times, at least I hope, unless he just doesn't come back. Um, but at least he's on it once. So, yep. so look forward to this episode where, where Sean and us uh, ban- banter back and forth on productivity, causes of unproductive habits. We talk about time management and productivity strategies, as well as the downfall of lack of discipline with using your cell phones and how it contributes to a downfall into the integration of social issues being rampant social issues look forward to it sean did you uh, did you have a few words before we get started actually i just want to say first of all thank you for the very flattering introduction yeah i love this topic <laughs> i have been very focused on this topic i've read a lot and i've uh experimented with a lot of my own productivity strategies a lot of failures but uh, a couple <laughs> lots of, win- of failures a couple wins too and, and it's something i care a lot about being a doctoral student and a college teacher like both of you it's there's only so many hours in the day there's so we have to maximize what we have um and one more thing uh, you may have noticed if you've been listening to our episodes that uh chris and i are very sarcastic and we joke around uh sean is uh pretty much one and the same he sure is. Yeah. Actually, I'm very serious. Yeah, he's very <laughs> serious. Uh, one more thing. Uh, Sean Sean is, uh, what are you, 36? That's correct. But appears to be 74. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. No problem. I like to compliment our guests. Um, All right, you guys. Look forward to this episode starting in three, two, one. Boom. So, you know, Coach K, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially in my own development, is trying to become more productive. And I feel like this is a, not only an issue with me, but I think anyone could benefit from this. Well, first I'd like to add, it's a big issue with you. And <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. Uh, that old voice that you hear that Man, sounds that like Stan Lee <laughs> is <laughs> Stan Lee. Oh, wait. Oh, oh rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, th- this is Sean Pierce. Obviously, we, we mentioned him in our intro here. Uh, yes. Yeah, not Stanley. This is not Steve Martin for anyone who's seen a picture of him. He's actually quite good looking. Steve Martin. 
<laughs> yes. Not me. Steve no. Martin is uh, no Sean Proust. Uh, unfortunate, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, back to productivity, Coach. Uh, back to productivity. I, I think this is a huge issue for um, well us right now um, because we can't even get started on this episode. <laughs> Was that um, not the point? My gray hair, not the point of this episode. Well, that's true. Do you have a problem with dementia? Like, does that keep you from being productive in the office? Keep me from what? <laughs> <laughs> We, so just to give you guys preface, we like to make fun of Sean because he's young but has white hair. So we like to make old jokes all the time. But just to move on from that. To move on. As far as productivity, yes, that is a huge issue with, uh, I would say, just about everybody. Just about everyone. <laughs> I know about 800 people who could listen to this right now. I and don't could know 800 resonate <laughs> with the fact that they're on their phones way too damn much or they could benefit from having some sort of strategy in place to be more productive at work. Uh, even let's talk about what we deal with on a daily basis, you guys, is we're all teachers here in this room. Yes. And we constantly deal with students on a daily basis who have issues with time management. We're constantly coming down on these individuals saying, you know, let's find ways to get your work done because one of the most common things we deal with is people not turning things in on time. Uh, and it all just comes down to, do you have discipline to make time throughout your day to get your shit done? But in, in, before we get into all that, what is causing them to be unproductive in the first place or people in general? I think that's kind of a hard question to answer because there's a lot of things that could potentially be causing that because sometimes there are tragedies sometimes. In, and I would say this maybe an overall general statement that it's disruption to their schedule, disruption to their flow of work, whatever that is. Let me ask you this. So we're talking about struggles with production a lot of this has to do with our phone, which we'll be talking about. I think there are two things that led me to think uh, to um, believe that why people are having struggles with productivity relate to their phone. One is that people are seeking short-term gratification. If you go to your phone and you want to feel some kind of pleasure in the moment, you can go somewhere and find it. And I think related to that That's an awesome is, point. That's is a great point. <laughs> what about love there are people who may not have uh, may not be in relationships may not I actually take myself for example my family's on the other side of the country here we are in phoenix my family's in new york i'm not in a relationship and uh you know i work with uh, fortunately you guys some of my closest friends and, and a few other friends but if i'm not having interactions with you and i want to feel some kind of bond some kind of warmth some kind of love i'll just I, I could just go on social media i'm sure i'm not the only person who may not have that you know that that fulfillment through personal relationships frequently nearby and so why not just go to your phone seek short-term gratification through something seek love through an app or something and and then all of a sudden you know i'm at work i'm supposed to be doing work me or whoever the person is then it leads me to go on to i don't know Facebook, Snapchat, and Did then I end up spending. Paint? I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I think Coach Bruce makes an awesome point. He does. Uh, I think there are a lot of people that do look at social media for that that love or that that acceptance. Um, let's be blunt. Look at look at the fitness industry. Look at everybody posting their their random flex selfies and things like that, and look trying to get likes. And, you know, it's like, hey, look at the biceps curl. But really, like, we got like an under like shot up. Of, of some girl's cheek. ass or yeah. something like that. Um, I mean, but but it's true. Like that 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 shit. I know bicep curls grew your ass. <laughs> they do. Is the next episode about anatomy? And because I'm guessing you haven't talked about anatomy yet. No. Um, <laughs> think about this though. 
you have seen, we've all seen people's Instagram accounts where they post most of their pictures are selfies. Yep. Why would someone who posts a selfie on Monday and then on Tuesday and then on Thursday, why would they need to keep posting selfies? Especially when their <laughs> head's in the same place, they're they wore the, the same shirt like. or blouse. Yes, we know what you look like. <laughs> why would they do that? Constant reaffirmation yes. of themselves. Yes. Yeah. It is. And it, what, what baffles me about it is when you read the captions on how it sounds like they're so sure of themselves and they got their head in the right place when deep down, even though they're trying to send a good message, they're suffering themselves. The exact opposite exactly. is what led them to post the 15th selfie in a row. Now, you're going to have 100 Instagram accounts that would argue you on that. But oh, I 100% sure. agree with you. I, I agree. Well, well, I mean, I think that there's also probably a difference between like somebody who hasn't a legitimate business, not like I'm trying to sell my random pictures or, or become a model, mm -hmm. but people who have a business and they're, they're posting. And usually those aren't selfies anyway. But if you're posting and keep in mind, guys, this is just our opinion. All right. This is just our interpretation. Of, no, what of, I say is fact. That too. Okay. So what... what <laughs> What Stanley says is fact. Um, <laughs> Stanley, I shouldn't use Stanley. No, uh, but but the point know. is that uh, you don't. I you know, I don't even know what my point was. I forgot about about <laughs> us us speculating on why people will post uh, selfies or basically go to social media that they're seeking. Well, you know what I actually love read? and and gratification. So we can also mm -hmm. say whether you're looking for love or gratification, or you're trying to. Um, immense some sort of stress that's going on in your life, you could almost see the cell phone as the adult pacifier. I actually read this in an article where they actually use their it. phones hmm. in order to deal with stress. So if they feel stressful about something, their instant response is to procrastinate what they should be doing yeah, and grab their phone. phone. Intriguing. Yep. Okay, oh, adult yeah. pacifier. Yeah, and how it's a poor way to deal with stress rather than actually dealing with the problem that's actually going to push them forward. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're – I mean – I'll th think of the games that they just come out on, on the apps and whatnot. Like there was Candy Crush Saga. There was uh, uh, Angry Birds. Uh, there's probably another one right now that, that people like. Or like the battle one. Uh, what's that? The one Clash of Clans? Is that one? You know I have what I'm talking no about? Idea. I, I, I see, I I'm see an advertisement. I play video games. <laughs> <laughs> I guys this friend of like 800 people. Uh, way more than actually. Sean, you don't know how to play video games. That's, That's your correct. problem. They were, when I was a, they didn't have phone. them back when in the 50s. When I was a kid growing up in the 50s, <laughs> there were the no rock. video games. Atari was just not even a concept at the time. So you play with, with a stick and a rock? Sean is in his mid-30s, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's not from the 30s. Let's clarify. Let me, huh. <laughs> let um, me pitch another yes. idea on this. Pitch away. There's we're looking at this as people are choosing to be distracted intentionally, right? That True. they are they are they're like, oh hey, they're consciously thinking, oh hey, I want to feel some love. Let me go to Instagram, or, or um, that they're they're passive and they're stressed and they're thinking, let me go to Facebook, let me go to whatever social media or my text, and and seek some relief from stress. There was a study that was performed at Stanford that was published, I believe it was like, I believe it was about 2007. And basically what they found is that people who are used to multitasking have struggle, have difficulty with, and I don't, I only learned this like a couple months ago, but the opposite of multitasking is monotasking is the term. We use multitasking so much, I don't even think about what the opposite is. But <laughs> people who 
multitask all the time have difficulties with monotasking. So when someone is actually supposed to monotask, when they're supposed to actually focus at work or whatever it is that you know conversation, they struggle with it because they're just so used to multitasking. So then they take out their phones. Then they are start you know reading. Then they start staring off and focusing on other people. Maybe that's just the case. Maybe it's just a, not something they're used to, or they just have struggle difficulty could staying be. focused. Uh, definitely, definitely could be. Um. So with that, let's start getting into, so we have all these causes of all these unproductive habits, over-reliance on the cell phone. What are some strategies or solutions we can offer people? Because I'll be honest, in points of time where I've struggled with my own productivity, I've actually reached out to you for help. And you came Mm -hmm. up with some awesome solutions that have definitely shown progress in certain areas of my life, especially when a lot of us take on so much. Yes. Um, which is usually the biggest problem is a lot of us are so damn ambitious sometimes. We try to do too many damn things at once. How do you organize all that? What are some solutions you can offer our listeners here today as far as increasing your productivity in personal life or in your workplace? So uh, I guess I'll, I'll use our job as a perfect example. <clears throat> um, and then, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, making a schedule, a prioritizing a list of like your, your daily tasks. Like, uh, of course, each job is, you know, each week may present a new you know, uh, task or challenge, but you're going to have your daily routines that you should have or weekly routines you should have. So one of the things we have is our communication with our students. I uh, would came out uh, or Sean came up with this. Um, I forgot what you call it, the engagement schedule or, yes. or something like that. And, you know, bright we, spots, bright okay. spots. Uh, <laughs> so we, we, you know, I customize it to fit mine and then, or my own personal schedule. So I look at it and this is what I do you know, on Wednesdays or on Tuesdays or on Thursdays, whatever, whatever day it is. And I make sure I get those tasks done. And you can take that and apply it to your own position. If you, if you are a manager or if you are, you know, an accountant or something, you know, I don't know what you do, so I can't give you exact uh, examples, but you can look at those normal tasks that you have to accomplish and you can put them into a schedule that's going to work for you. Now, this may be something like getting a planner and maybe, maybe you guys will talk about that here in just a moment. Um, Put it on Google Calendar. I know that's been a big one. Or I like to use the, I think it's the Apple Reminders. Mm. Like I'll log into, because we have Windows at at, uh, at work, but I have I use all Apple. So I'll log into my iCloud and I'll, I'll type it in and be like, okay, cool. 10 a.m., uh, it's going to send me a notification, you know, do Yellow Dig or or look at the LDA list or, or look at this, you know, whatever. And that's that's how I keep myself on task. And I I would say I, I'm, I definitely monotask because I, I've improve my ability to compartmentalize at least by that method so I can stay on task and accomplish a task that I need to. To add on to what you're saying, Coach K, I think in addition to having tasks set out for each day where there are things that you do every Monday, things that you do every Tuesday, et cetera, I think that when you are acquiring responsibilities, tasks, things that you need to do, that you immediately assign it, to a, assign it to a day. There's a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen, GTD. It's the, I would say it's basically the Bible of organization and structure. One of the major tips that David Allen recommends is as soon as a task comes to you, whether you're, it's your friend who's asking you to, to do something at some point over the next week as a favor or whether it's your job and they're saying, hey, why don't you take on this project, this assignment, immediately assign it to a day. So you do that. And then also to piggyback off of Kyle's recommendation of of um, having your structure with responsibilities uh, to each day of the week, 
I think each, uh, either the night before or the morning of on each day that you prioritize what you're doing. And I think that's the biggest thing. Because if you have 10 things on your on your list or eight things or 12 things, it's unlikely that you're going to get everything done. No. But if you get the most important things done, even if you don't get everything done, there won't there likely won't be the anxiety and the stress at the end of the day that there would be if you did not get the important thing or two things done. So prioritize, not only just schedule, but prioritize each day on that day or the night before what you need to get done that day. 100%. And may, may I just put that out there that this is one of the tips that Sean gave me as my throughout my time as faculty and a doctoral student. And I can definitely confidently say that it definitely helps. Uh, being someone who is someone who takes on a lot of stuff all the time and used to write out page long to-do lists where it was just so ineffective on allowing me to get things done. Implementing this strategy has been incredibly helpful and just choosing the most important things to do on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday. And that has been 10 times as effective as any other time management tool I've used for my productivity. Those were really long to-do lists that you used to write. They were crazy. You know what? But in your defense, (laughs) in your defense, Coach P., if days were 50 hours long, you would get all those things done. <laughs> yeah, well, let's just, uh, uh, hey, God, can we change something here? Yeah, okay, thanks. Because you know what? This really grinds my gears, God. There's only 24 hours in a day, and I need 50. No, you can't do it? No? Oh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so with that in mind now, let's segue into having a routine. Oh, go ahead, Sean. Actually, yeah, I do want to jump in again. Yeah, go, go, go. That's why, you, that's why you're here. Coach K. You go for it. Go for it. I did want to say, Kyle mentioned about having, uh, you were using Apple, um, what were you, Apple something? I think it's called Apple Reminders or, or something. It's it's standard thing that's on your Apple phone or your Apple devices. Uh, you can do like, uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's Apple Reminders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which is, it's a cue. It's a cue for you to take action and do something. And I, that's another thing I wanted to add on. It's just to treat the things that you need to take care of like a doctor's appointment. If you are working on a project, a personal project, maybe uh, like, for example, we have a coworker who wants to write a book. And if she has a cue, an alarm that goes off at a certain time on a weekday or weekend that reminds her, she's more likely to do it than if she's just simply relying on her own mind to remind her and to think of it at a certain time. Because let's be honest, we're prone to forget things. Our brains aren't meant to be these databases that store things. Yep. They're more like temporary holding. They're more like monitors than they are like hard um, like hard drives. Yep. So we need something to serve as the hard drive. A phone reminder, an alarm could go going off at a certain time is a cue, a reminder, and then you do the action. So I think that if something's really important, set a phone alarm, uh, use, use something. Um, I, there's an app I use called uh, Productive. And that oh, reminds I've me several that. times a day to do key things. There's five things I want to do every day. And that and it, it triggers on my phone three times a day. And then I go back to that list. I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't done this. I'm going to do this. 100%. I agree with uh, that. I think uh, <clears throat> using some sort of technology, especially in our world, we have so many different tech. I mean, there's Monday.com. I see advertisements for that every yes. single day on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> Monday.com. Never heard Monday.com? No. It's a time management system. Oh, how about that? Yeah, for Mondays. Uh, 
Tuesdays, you're screwed. You know, yeah. You're screwed for the rest of the week. But uh, yeah. What about you, Wednesday? What about Thursday? You need help on Thursday. Go fuck yourself. Season. Exactly. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. Dinner. Supper. Um, but you, using something, and it is called Reminders. I looked it up on my phone. Uh, the, the Apple Reminders. I, I love that because it's like, hey, cool. I got to do this. And this is, it's easy. And it, it's across all my platforms of technology I use. You know, if you have an Apple Watch, you know, it, it reminds me. I'm going to be reminded. And whether you use Apple, and I'm sure Android and and you know, whatever have, have variations of that. If they have that technology yet, probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I make fun of, of Android, even though they usually have the better technology, but that's okay. It's still boring. There's, um, there are apps yeah. similar to these, like productive yes. is an, uh, and I is an Apple only app, but there are oh, several that. apps that are, um, that you can set daily goals on that are for Android as well. And, if you want to go old school, and I know, I don't know if you still is. I I haven't been lately. Uh, a planner, write out what you know. It's Monday. I've got X, Y, and Z to accomplish, and you just abide by that planner. Like at, at six a.m., I'm doing. I'm teaching this class at at nine thirty. I've got a meeting here. At, at you know ten fifteen, I'm going to do this task. You know, you can use a, a planner. You can use a calendar. You can use whatever piece of technology or a notepad or you know what works for you you know explore find something but try to basically create that schedule awesome you guys and we're done (laughs) (laughs) with all that being said now so we got a whole bunch of strategies out there now now let's talk a little bit about routines and this is something that i'm big on what do you guys do you guys have a routine in the morning or at I night. I have a preferred routine lately. Last few weeks, I have not been sticking to this routine. My, I this is what I absolutely love doing, and I'm actually excited. Tomorrow is Saturday because this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up. I probably am going to wake up about anywhere from four to five a.m. I'm going to Saturday. I just wake up. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Like it's not like I'm setting do, an alarm. Do all gorillas wake up at the time on? Saturdays? Yeah, we have to go pick nuts and berries and seeds and stuff. Gotcha. Uh, it's prime time for. <laughs> never mind. Um, I was going to say for nut picking, but, (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) I like getting up, getting a cup of coffee, sitting out in my backyard, turning on the waterfall and just listening to it. I fucking love listening to water. (laughs) 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 But, you know, getting up in the morning, have a nice cup of coffee, which I I think we've even talked about. Sometimes it's not necessarily the best thing to do, Um, but being outside for a little bit. Uh, sometimes I'll add some stretching into that. Just uh, There's even been times where I just lay down on the ground. That sounds ridiculous, but sometimes you just lay down outside. It it's, sets my mood right. <laughs> so, And I'm glad you actually said mood uh, because you know we, we, we want to bring up positive mindset in a way because having a positive mindset uh, and a good outlook on life is going to help with a lot of these productivities, uh, ha- habits or lack thereof, and really help you stay focused when you get your mind right first, which is a big reason why I have a morning routine uh, where I practice positive mindset very early in the morning. So first thing I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is I roll out. Uh, I like to conquer the day with a win. Okay. Sean actually taught me that uh, by a first doing something very simple, making my bed. After I make my bed, I get in the shower. But while I'm in the shower, I'll listen to motivational talks. And then I'll actually make time before I go to work to sit down, journal, do some form of gratitude uh, do or prayer, meditation, whatever it is that you guys like to do based off your own spirituality. Uh, and then I do positive reading. And it just sets my mind right for the day to get it right. Because on the days where I set it right, 10 times better start to the day. I'm able to get stuff done. I feel more focused compared to times where I wake up 
pain in the ass. I don't do any of that. I'm much more likely to have little things affect me. And I've actually found that sometimes it's not, it's not always just the coffee in the morning because I will, there, there's different things that I'll try. I may not do all of them one day, uh, but I might get up and go for a run or I might get up and, and use the, uh, the, I've got a rogue echo bike in the garage, you know, just use that, do some cardio in the morning, just do something. Um, I think if you have some sort of morning routine now, maybe maybe you guys would argue that we shouldn't change it all the time but i kind of like changing up have a little variety in there because i don't always want to get up and just drink coffee and stare at water um you know sometimes it's like it's time for a run you know like you know how you wake up but i think it's important to do something that's whatever is going to make you put you in the right mood set for the day right right mindset sorry for the day to accomplish whatever it is you need to accomplish 100 i do want to say before getting into my morning routine Coach P, you are, I think you champion gratitude journaling as much as any person I know. I actually, I downloaded an app a couple of weeks ago called Three Good Things. I looked at, I wanted to get into gratitude journaling myself and I looked at what apps are available. And you three, couldn't think of three good things? No, and I've been struggling. <laughs> I come up with about one and a half every day. Uh, no, so I downloaded this app and it's, uh, and it allows, so it's, it's, it's super simple. At 8 p.m., I, I set a queue at 8 p.m. every day. Uh, a reminder shows up on my phone and says, what happened today that was good? And I open up the app, and then I write in three things. And then it just says, hey, congratulations for completing this today. Three th- good things a day. But at 8 p.m., it forces me, even when I've come home and it's been a 14-hour day and it's been a challenge or I had a bad, you know, experience or anything, then I ha- I go back through the day and it forces me to go back and think about, oh yeah, that that thing happened at 10 a.m. that was really positive. I had that great relational experience. This, you know, I I had that really good conversation with a coworker. I had I like an awesome that. workout, and then it kind of puts me in a good mood before I go to sleep, and it stays there. So I have this reminder of a of a positive. You know, so when I, I if in a few days I can go back and, and reflect on, oh, yeah, this conversation happened, this this thing happened, this interaction. Um, but in terms of morning routines, I do have in the productive app, I have five habits I try to achieve every day. And in the morning, the first thing I do, I, I wake up, I make my bed, as you noted, and, and then I work out. And that's the f- first two things I do every day, make my bed, go work out. And working out to one of my five daily habits that I shoot for. So I know every day I have this thing. And even if it's a quote unquote rest day, I'll walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes. And then I can check that off my list. I feel good from the cognitive benefit of exercise. But I also feel good because I'm able to check one thing off my list. I update my budget, another one of my daily habits. And then I'm off to do whatever the hell is going on that day. But at <laughs> least I know I have two wins early in the morning. Plus my bed's made. So it's usually it's a start to a good day. I love that. That's good. And especially with the exercise. Exercise is in my belief and whether or not it's confirmed by research is probably one of the best ways to start your day. Oh, just simply from the emotional and cognitive benefits alone. Uh, Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Kyle has, um, I was going to ask your thoughts on that being as a sedentary, not Uh an exerciser. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, I thought about exercising and, and I, I would, I, you know, I would speculate that if I ever do start exercising, it'll be, it'll be one of my favorite things, but good news is I'll never find out. <laughs> you stick to your guns, pal. I'm proud of you. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> so awesome, you guys. Like I'm, I'm enjoying our conversation. Let's 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 segue a little further in now to we we have productivity, we have strategies to improve it and to keep on to it. Now let's let's talk about a major player in the distraction team, uh, and let's talk about the distraction and the dangers of using cell phones, uh, because it's become it, not using cell phone in general. Cell phones have been a blessing in our lives as far as technological advances, but there is a downside to using them too often as a distraction. And what, what I really want to hear from Sean uh, on what you thought. We all read up on this particularly and what current issues we see, especially among a lot of people and developing social issues with being too damn attached to their phones and not being aware of their environments and how it could potentially negatively impact their relationships with others. I'm just going to state two facts to start with. Go for it. One, as people use social media more, their likely their happiness, overall happiness in life decreases, and they're more likely mm. to be depressed. That's a fact. Second, Jack. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Second, when people are distracted, even when they're thinking about other things, they are in. Uh, they they are in. Less happy states than people who are focused on whatever they're doing. The moment this was shown, there was a there's a TED talk about this by Matt Killingsworth, published in 2012. He he sent people surveys on their phones and said, "Hey, what are you doing? Are you focused on that? You're kind of dreaming of other stuff." And they found that even when people were daydreaming and focusing on things that were positive, like this positive dream, something good, they were still less happy than when they were simply focused on whatever they were doing at the moment even if it was doing laundry or cleaning or other things that people generally don't enjoy. So social media usage, as it increases, makes people less happy. And when people are distracted, they are less happy than when they're focused on whatever they're doing. And so what does that have to do with phones? I mean, obviously, when we're on our phones, we're more likely to be on social media and and we're distracted. And it's it's not surprising that people are, you know, are negatively impacted socially and just personally, by the fact that they're spending a lot of time on their phones. Yep, 100%. Uh, go ahead. No, go for it. So, and let me let me bring something into the picture. So I have an example of where it could go wrong. And I see it more and more happening between the exchange between parents and their children uh, on where we're starting to see these issues. Um, not, not only, you know, what you were just saying, how cell phone increases depression and all these other things, but how it also decreases the integrity of relationships. And there was a time where uh, another one of my good friends was in town and we were out at dinner and we're eating dinner. You know, we put our phones away because even even and this was this is my best friend from home. And him and I were talking about how his rules and his family and what he wants to set for his precedence with his future children is phones away during social time. Yes. Like, this is time to be with family. This is time to be with friends. Let's focus on talking to each other and not looking at our phone that can wait. And so we're sitting there, we're, we're, we're chomping out on sushi, having a good time. And then we, we look over and we notice that there's this father there with his two sons. And the entire time, there wasn't a moment where we saw his face lift up from the phone. The entire interaction. And this was over the course of an hour, the entire time. Mm. Uh, and you see the two boys. One couldn't have been older than eight or nine. The other one, maybe four or five. And you could see both of them just prying for their father's attention as they were eating dinner 
And the father just continued to say, can you hurry up and eat, please? Can you hurry up and eat, please? We need to go. Can you hurry up and eat, please? And he's there with the stylus on his goddamn phone doing God knows what, just trying to rush them out when they were clearly trying to vie for his attention. And my best friend looks at me and he's like, do you see that shit going on over there? I'm like, I wish we could do something about it. Like It was just it just it like tore me up inside to see that these boys were trying to get their father's attention. He was just so focused on his phone and wanting to get the hell out of there to do God knows what back at home and continue to ignore them and be on their phones. So I was like, why did you why did you even choose to have kids if you're not going to pay attention or try to develop relationships with them at dinner? Yeah, uh, I, I <laughs> that, that irritates me. I've seen you know, same. The, the same thing at, at dinners and, and whatnot, and and it just or or you see couples uh, or. We think couples like out there on a date looking oh, like at, at a nice restaurant and they're just texting away and it's just um it's like what are you doing? Are you doing? Yep. Just just then don't don't go out like don't don't go out to dinner like I I hate having the phone on me if we're out at a date or my wife and I Jessica are on a date because it's it's distracting like you don't need that like we're we're on a date to spend time together not on a date to talk to somebody know, else yeah, exactly or look at random things on Instagram yeah like, what's the point. Yeah. And let's be honest, there are people listening to this that it's the norm for them and it's not it's not a a negative at all or or uncommon True. where being having phones at dinner are are is is not welcome. It's 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 the norm. Or at dinner or out with friends, with parents, with significant others. Well then there are people who don't do that whatsoever. And, and, you know, us being in our 30s, we remember a time when there weren't smartphones, not that where everyone didn't have a smartphone. So it was not, un- you know, it was the norm where everyone was focused on the meal, the dinner, but the interact. Yeah. Yeah. The interaction. But obviously, you know, that I feel that the standard is generally lowering in this regard. Yep. In that it's, it's now increased before you might check your phone, but then you would say, Hey, Excuse me. Do you mind if I if I just take a look at my phone? I'm waiting on this important something. And now it's just well, fuck that. I, you know, <laughs> we're hanging out. I just want to check my phone. So I don't give a shit if you take offense. Yeah, um, it's it's sad. Like whenever uh, my wife and I eat dinner with her family, like there's a rule: we just don't bring phones to the table. That's just kind That's- of something we do, and, and I like that because you know there, there's no point for us to sit there and just text away and, and look at other things like you know, you don't get a lot of time to spend with family especially as you get older i think we, this becomes a little more evident and, and should be to you know said father that you were just talking about coach p um that you know time is precious so why waste it on individuals who you don't know um that don't really care about you or 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 even if you're not looking at social media if you're just like reading articles like read the articles later like yeah. spend time spend with time the with individual that you're with um, because that social interaction is something that we need. And that's honestly what's fulfilling. You know, it is. When you're looking at your phone, you're trying to fill a gap. Well, you're never going to fill that gap with false intricacies and statements and Instagram posts and Facebook blurbs and memes and gym fails when the only way to really truly feel fulfilled is by talking to another individual Absolutely. and having a yeah. social interaction. Yeah. And I don't think people are doing this consciously. No. I don't think that people are sitting at the table and saying, I care about <laughs> looking at my Instagram feed more or my 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 kids yeah yeah. (laughs) the guy did it was like you know what my facebook account's more important than my kids no you know people are subconsciously doing this but the underlying thing at least like when i think about this is basically you're saying hey these these 
you know, internet people are more important than than who the people the people I'm with, which is probably mostly not the case. And I think it's awareness, honestly, is is the yeah. issue. They're just not, not being not aware. Aware. Yeah. It's like what we deal with with people who start at the beginning of the transtheoretical model behavior change. They have no idea there's a problem uh, absolutely. until a problem surfaces, such as a problem in a relationship. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're just not aware. Um, and, and I think you know, technology it, it's blown up a lot. You know, especially in our in our lifetime, like we remember the time without smartphones, and mm-hmm. remember the time without you know this this online community that we could tap into and talk to whoever we want. Which you know, to a point is. It's good. Like, it's great that you can reach so many people, but it also takes away from your ability to spend with the people around you. Yeah. Um, video games. I wanted to bring this up because yes. I think that impacts relationships. Oh, uh, you know, you always see like the jokes about <laughs> this guy or whatever playing Call of Duty and his girlfriend's all pissed off because he's playing Call of Duty or I hate my boyfriend and my husband's playing video games all the time. Well, you know, don't get me wrong. I like to play video games. I mean, I'd play Battlefield like once a quarter or something like that. Get on there and just get shot because I'd suck at it. But the, uh, <laughs> the you know, it, it's entertainment. It's an escape from, you know, just it's just something that you can de-stress with or, or whatever you play video games for. But it should not take the place of human interaction. Nope. And in addition to that, I think a lot of people are, are, are building these relationships with people online, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're sacrificing, like if, if I'm going to sacrifice my friendship with you two so I can go talk to my online friends, you know, you know, shoot them up 420 or whatever, um, that's, that's a problem. Like I need to, re- <laughs> oh my God. I need to reevaluate what I'm doing. Um, you know, <laughs> I, okay. I'll be honest. I used to play World of Warcraft. Okay. What's up? Um, this was a problem for me whenever I was like 17, 18. Uh, and I played it a lot. Like I didn't even go to class. Yada, yada, yada. You know, I woke up one day and decided like, I'm, I'm going to join the military. But that aside, um, one of my friends built a relationship, like a, a romantic relationship with another person that he met in World of Warcraft. Yes. She flew out, met him. They dated kind of for a while, but like their dates would consist of logging into World of Warcraft account. And I don't talking or whatever. I don't know. It's just like, when you think about it, like this sounds kind of fucking nuts. Like, why don't you just go out and like, go out to the bar and go meet someone. Mm-hmm. Um, go, yeah. go talk to somebody, go hit on a girl at target or something. I don't know, but that's just crazy. And, and you know, he would spend, he'd go to work, get off of work, log into the game. And that's all he would do. There's like no social interaction. And that scares me because this is what's, becoming more and more of a prominent thing it is. in our society. Absolutely. Well, taking a look behind the curtain of what we do for our work, what's the big project that you know has been going mm. on at the one of the big projects we've well, been working on? Nice plug. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so so one of the things that Sean is heading up because Sean's just really on the show to talk about his own projects. Um <laughs> product plug <laughs> uh interpersonal skills like having the social skills to go up to someone that you don't know you just spilled all over yourself it happens eight times a day <laughs> <laughs> we need to get some drinking lessons for coach p over here um so anyway 
interpersonal skills and one of the things that, that trainers need in the industry is the ability to go up to somebody like and talk to them about their fitness and, and get them to, you know, want to sign up for a personal training, uh, you know, session and become a client. And this, this weird kind of society that we're getting into where we're always on our phones and always playing video games and we're not really interacting with real people. Um, we start lacking this ability to go, Hey, you know what, Jimbo, I see you're, uh, you're struggling with that squat there. Let me help you out. You have you tried this or why don't you try this to help out with your quads or whatever the hell you want to say to, to sell your membership or sell your training clients. But, uh, that's a huge issue. So we have this thing we call interpersonal skills. Sorry, that was a long introduction. Um, <laughs> interpersonal skills project. And what we're doing is we're working on implementing this into our curriculum throughout the entire curriculum on having students build those interpersonal skills, build those social skills. And it's, well, it's, it's quite a challenge, but I think yes. we're, we're making some headway. And I just want to say the reason why this came up is because we, uh, Coach P, you were saying that that it's sad that, you know, it's it's scary that this is the way society's going where people are struggling interpersonal skills and that was literally the comment of a couple of guys who own gyms i'm where they they said things along the lines of that we're looking to hire trainers but the basic ability to interact with people to listen to them to make them feel good about themselves it's lacking and a lot of people are hiring and so forget technical things like hey how do you instruct the squat it's more like can you listen to this person? Can you ask good questions? Can you help them out? Can you make them feel loved and warmth? Simple interpersonal stuff that might be lacking because people are having less interaction, less interpersonal practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, did I cut you off? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, and I, this is applicable to outside of personal training. Like, inner you know social skills is a necessity for all all jobs if you're an accountant uh, yeah you may not be customer facing all the time but you have people you work with if you want to become a leader you have to interact with people you're not going to promote and shy away whenever someone comes near you because you're like oh my god there's a human near me like no you need to be able to interact with these individuals uh whether you're 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 their manager their boss or whatever or you're you're i don't know uh a waitress or something. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> something, something where you're customer facing, which is most jobs. Yeah. And let me let me just scare our listeners really quick. Good. Uh, there's Get recent scared. evidence and research that's showing just to show you how dangerous these social issues are and how they're developing is they've even seen in children as young as two who are constantly using cell phones and technology. Oh are developing social issues and depression. Wow. Age two. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, that that's crazy. That wow. is insane. Yeah, this is terrible. And this is why, and I don't know if you guys know this, but let's let's tell our listeners, uh, the developers of tablets and everything back from Apple, Steve Jobs and all these guys, mm-hmm. they would say how awesome their products are, but they didn't even let their own children have their own product. Did you guys know this? No, yeah. I did not. Yeah, like the, like, when they built the iPod or tablets and cell phones, their own children weren't allowed to have these devices because they knew the potential downfall it could have on their social development and impact. Wow. Well, good on them. Uh, you yeah, know, being should, parents. should be a caveat on that iPhone. Warning may come with depression for your kid if they don't know how to use it and, correctly. You know, none of us have kids, but I think we all want kids eventually. Um, yes. I could tell you that I don't want my kids to have cell phones. Not 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 at an early age. That's nope, that not to until me is... they're maybe fifteen. 
and let's be clear and and um i i consider myself more of a gray like nuanced person does that have to do with your hair (laughs) (laughs) oh snap (laughs) jordan fades back and swish (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to like a you know black and white where everything's one extreme or the other yeah i i think I don't think any of us believe that people shouldn't be using their smartphones. No. We'd, we'd be hypocrites if that was the case. No, but people we, need discipline. There's discipline, structure, yes. and where it's not just complete exposure to it constantly, where it, you know, anytime someone texts you or leaves a message on social media, where you're quickly jumping to it, but that you have structure in, times, in terms of... You're going. To, you're spending a little time on it, but you're not spending a lot of time. You're not on there for hours a day. It's not interfering with the basic things such as having time with real people, uh, such as being able to get your job responsibilities done, such as being spending time with your your friends, wife and kids, yeah. husband and kids, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. That's not interfering with the fundamental things that you should be doing. So there's, it's, it has a role. It should just be limited and not interfering with important, basic human activities that you should be going through each day. Absolutely. And I think sometimes uh, people are not aware of how much time they spend on a cell phone. Uh, I remember a few years ago, the study came out saying like college kids spend an average of like eight to 10 hours on their cell phone. That's insane. That's a shame. It's like Um, no wonder you don't get shit done or go to the gym. Or, yeah, or you're failing your course because you haven't turned anything in. But on top of that, what I want to add is that, that I know Apple has this, and I'm sure Android probably has this where they, they tell you your screen time. They, they now have productivity trackers that will yes. show you how much time you're spending, spending on each. each app or different software on your phone. And one thing that I did uh, that was uh, – I did this a few years ago is I deleted Facebook because there was a time whenever yes. I was looking at it consistently and I'd Same. delete it. Um, now I don't look at it. And, and – with Instagram, I'm pretty good at not looking at unless, you know, I've, I've have some time where I'm, I'm, you know, okay with actually looking at it. Yeah. Um, Set rules for yourself to exactly. be disciplined to say, because I feel like a lot of our, a lot of individuals now are becoming very reactionary. Mm-hmm. And I thought one of the reasons they're not getting shit done is every time their phone goes off, ding, someone texts me or ding, I have a notification or ding, dopamine response. It, it was what I was about to say, and yeah. Then, <laughs> where they need to be actually saying, no, I'm doing my stuff right now. I'll get back to you later. So that's the way it should be. Productivity yes. tool um, or you know advice, put your phone away and give yourself a schedule on when you're allowed to look at your phone again. Yes, I was actually, that's something I'd yes. written down as something I was going to say too is like, Maybe the last 10 minutes of every hour, then you look at your phone, you reply to your yeah. text, you check social media. Yeah. But the other 50 minutes, if you're you know at work, you just do whatever you're supposed to be yeah. doing. And, yeah. And, and, you know, I think sometimes people want, you know, you, you text someone and you want them to reply back. Like, oh, my God, they haven't replied back, um, you know, to my wife. Um, my, you know, she's working all day. I'm working all day. Uh, you know, some, sometimes, uh, she doesn't reply back for several hours and I'm perfectly okay with that because I know she's got her shit to do. I got my shit to do. Right. And I think sometimes people want, um, you know, want that instant gratification, like, you know, this conversation, uh, back and forth via text or, or social media or, or whatever it is. And they, they want to have this interaction on their phone, but in reality, spending your time on your phone, whether it's texting or looking at social media, unless your business is solely on social media, maybe that's an exception. You're not really being productive. Nope. No. And you know, 
I want my wife to be productive at her job. I want her to get promotions and so on and so forth. And hopefully I never have to work again. I can stay at home and no. do nothing, you know? Hang out uh, with the dogs. Yeah, hang out with the dogs. But then you get to look forward to the interaction you guys have in person. Exactly. Give you something to talk about. Exactly. This is a good point. It, it's it's much more enjoyable. Like, I I don't even know if I've texted her today, to tell you the truth. Um, but guess what? I'm going to see her tonight. We'll talk about her days. Yep. And that, that gives us some, some, you know, some content rather than her telling me every single thing throughout the day. And then we sit there and we stare at her. So you haven't texted yet today. So you guys are fighting. Are you okay? Do you want to talk? Yeah. Um, so. You look very sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, enough rambling. <laughs> so, uh, and I'll, I'll, le- I'll, I'll end it with this. Um, so Brennan Bouchard, the, uh, the, uh, uh not actor. <laughs> The author of High Performance Habits, uh, who is a major productivity coach for major CEOs like Oprah and other major CEOs, uh, said in a video of his where he talks about time management strategies, including block time, where you set yourself a particular time in your schedule to do things is a very helpful tool to get stuff done, which I've told many of my students. uh, (laughs) but, But my major point here is he actually says a quote here where if you leave your day to randomness, you're stealing from your greatness. And he put that That's into perspective nice of look at it this way. If you're being reactionary or looking at your phone every time you get a notification, you're a follower. You're not a leader. You're not doing what you should be doing to progress your life forward and thus will not make progress. And when he said that, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like it's, it's impactful. And I share that snippet from that video with every single first class that I teach. So that they see, all right, I need to take charge of my own life and actually take action and organize my life to get stuff done. Because then when you organize it, just like your own strategy of you got to do this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. When you do that and you actually get your stuff done, you have more time on the backside to spend doing things you love and doing it with the people you love. Perfect. And actually, there's a uh, I'll, I'll just finish up by supporting your point, Coach B. There's a Jim Rohn quote. Jim Rohn was the the mentor to Tony Robbins. Jim Rohn said something along the lines of, if you don't make a plan for yourself, you live according to other people's plans. Yep. Something along those lines. So basically yeah. saying that you should have a plan for yourself and and live according to that plan as opposed to just going along with what life throws at you. Yeah. Agreed. Stand up for yourself, y'all. All right. I think that's a... It's a good stopping point. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Look forward to Sean Proust being back on many more of our podcasts as a third member of the Outcome Podcast. As a senior team. advisor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> be um, more productive. Get on your shit. This has been Coach P. Coach Proust. Boo. Uh, and Coach K. Thank you, guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys.